Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Bring On The Reviews podcast. If you want it, review it. My name is DC, and the goal of this podcast is to bring a ton of movie news, comic book news, and even some TV news as well. Today's the 97th episode of the podcast that's happening on February 20th, 2019. So the first segment, of course, is Thumbs Up, Thumbs Down, where I go over what happened the past week, give it a thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs all the way in a circle. So the first thing here I have is um, basically a statement from Marvel talking about what happened to these last past um, Marvel properties got canceled on Netflix. So if you haven't been watching at all, haven't been listening to this podcast, you've been under a rock, you wouldn't know that basically all of the programs from um, Netflix that featured Marvel characters got canceled. So you have um, Defenders, you have... Um, Iron Fist, you have Daredevil, and you have Luke Cage. Those are the ones that got canceled. And now, the final two have been noticeably canceled as well. So, those are The the Punisher and Jessica Jones. It's unfortunate. I know a lot of folks loved The Punisher. Um, I wasn't too hot or too cold. It It was was in the middle for me just because the, the way that it portrayed it was pretty nice in the first half of the first season, but then it took a dip and died for me, so I wasn't really too keen on it. And I haven't watched season two, so I'm not sure if it went better or went for worse. Who knows? But I know it wasn't too great for me, so I might watch season two. Who knows? Maybe. But for Jessica Jones, I know a lot of folks enjoyed her, even though I wasn't mad at the whole series just because Jessica Jones was a okay character. Season one... Uh, I wasn't too happy about everything. Season two wasn't the worst about it. Um, but yeah, let's, let's see exactly what happens. Um, I know that a lot of things went into these shows and I know folks are disappointed that they got canceled and won't come back on um, Netflix probably ever again. Um, just because of the whole Disney Plus scenario and whatnot. So this spells quite a, a big thing. Um, first, I give my thumb rating, which will be, eh, thumbs metal, to be honest. Um, just because the premise that I was given out was that they were very, very thankful. Now, Marvel was very, very thankful for being so successful, successful, and, um, that they're not, they couldn't be even prouder of what happened with the whole thing. Um, which just kind of sucks. It just, the, the whole thing, it sounds like a good PR push and, you know, they wanted to be like, oh, yeah, just um, celebrate all the things we've done with this. It just it, it kind of sucks when it comes down to it. It's one of the things where you want to see why um, folks are well, basically killing and canceled right, right now instead of waiting for a little bit longer. But I'm guessing the reason why I got canceled is because of it trying to go to Disney+. Plus, Which, it won't go on it right now just because the way how the deal was made between Marvel and Netflix... It prohibits Nef- um, Marvel from um, introducing these TV shows under any other program, basically, for another two years. So, them being canceled now, in two years' time, it could definitely go to the Disney Plus um, platform. So, that's unfortunate. Uh, I'm not sure how good it will be, just because in two years' time, I-, I think these shows will be even worse off than what it is right now. It, it, I know the the series was dropping in numbers when it came down to viewership, and 
in two years' time, I think it's going to drop even more. So it, it's going to be very, very hard for anyone to get very excited about this whole thing. It, it's very unfortunate when it comes down to it. But, you know, things happen, and when it goes down to shows being canceled, it, it, it sucks when it comes down to this kind of um, um, thing w- with this whole um, franchise, basically. It, it's going to be very, very hard for it to bounce back. Or even add anyone else to any other series. Just, just because everyone's going to love these characters. You're going to start from scratch. You're not going to have Charlie Cox in anymore. You're not going to have anyone for any of the series appear in it again. Potentially. Just because two years from now, who knows? They might want to do it. They might not want to do it. Or, you know, they might not visit this property for a good while. Just, you know, just to separate a little bit from the TV show that came out. Or they might recast it, so who knows what's going to happen with this whole thing. But for me, I give the thumbs middle. just because I wasn't too too keen on what they said for why it got canceled or even their messaging afterwards. But I guess it's a nice you know PR spin for the most part. So next thing here is um, MGM and Mattel are joining forces to um, make a film that's live action. And it's basically about the American doll um, books and dolls. Or American girl books and dolls. So basically, if you haven't seen it, it's like, um, you remember, it's like when your grandmother had those little dolls that were worth a lot of money. And they look like a, a mix between Barbie and, you know, what was the other one they could say? Rumpelstiltskin? No, that's not, that's not it. Well, yeah, the old-time Barbies. Like, the old, old-time Barbies. It looks like one of those dolls. So, it's been introduced back in 1986, funny enough, a long time ago. So, it definitely impacts quite a bit of the 90s kids era. So, it's kind of cool that they can actually make a um, a movie based on that. Um, I want to exactly see what's going to happen from it. Right now... You know, a lot of folks are trying to make franchises. A lot of folks are trying to figure out some some new ideas and new um, spinoffs of different different things. For this one here, it doesn't look too bad. I, I know that um, they're trying to compete against the Barbie franchise, which is definitely gonna um, is is definitely gonna make make some things work. But I know for American Girl. I, I'm not exactly sure what stories could you tell with this whole franchise. It's, it seems like they're just, you know, regular dolls. It's not like the Barbie one where Barbie had, like, different adventures and different um, scenarios. With the American Girl dolls, I don't remember anything besides, you know, just collect them. And that's basically it. They're nice to look at, you know, when it comes down to um, value-wise. Um, I, I know they cost quite a bit of money. And some of them, if you keep them in good, pristine order that you might get quite a bit of money. Other than that, I'm not really sure when it comes down to this whole um, American Girl thing. But I can say that if they're trying to follow suit with the whole um, Hot Wheels and Barbie and all these other kind of franchises, it it might do good. And it might speak to the toy value. You might be able to sell quite a bit of merch for this whole thing, which... If I'm a producer, I'm going to see this and say, all right, money-wise, it makes the most sense. Store-wise, it, they could probably make any story, I guess. Because, you know, is that open, this American girl? So it could just be like a, like a whatever story you want to put for it, basically, I guess. I guess that's what I think might 
help out the most. That's because it's such a open-ended kind of thing where you're not really sure what could come with it. All in all, I think um, the American Girl franchise could probably do well when it comes down to toy making and seeing things come come to life, basically. I'm not sure. Since it's live action, it's kind of hard to tell. If they did it where just the, the toys itself, you could probably have like another Toy Story kind of feel and vibe to it. But we'll see exactly what happens with this one. I give this one a thumbs middle as well, just because I'm not too hot or too cold on it. And I can see what could come from it. But at the same time, I know that not everything should be made into movies. And I know that they're trying to grasp for a new story to tell. And this could bring more, but I'm not completely sure from this standpoint. Um, so yeah, thumbs middle for that one. The next thing I have here is a trailer, which is from um, um, Seth Rogen and um, Sharice Theron. So it's basically, it's basically um, Charisse, Charlize, Charlize Theron. She plays a government official and she's basically meeting back up with Seth Rogen, which she used to babysit in this movie here. Which is kind of weird kind of vibe. I'm trying to remember how old is, is Charlize and then how old is Seth? Because they're making it seem like they're that much different in age, which I'm I'm not really sure. I don't think they're that much different. I think they're close in age. So it's kind of funny to see this whole thing play out. Um, Ice Cube's son is in it as well. So it's kind of cool to see him actually branching out different movies. I know he's in the new Godzilla movie too. So seeing him here is pretty nice and pretty smooth. In general, this movie has a cool little this this trailer, sorry, has a cool little um, vibe and feel to it. It's just it makes you think about how fun movies used to be. And Seth Rogen, he plays the you know the fallen down character a little bit, but it's not the worst. He could do, he could do a lot better. Actually, yeah, he could do a lot better when it comes down to it. But when it comes down to this whole this trailer in general. I feel that the film vibe is still good. It um, centers around a strong woman character, which I love. And it comes down to her coming down to her roots even more. I feel like she's like out there. And Seth's character brings her down to earth, which they also play to in the trailer itself. It's, it shows like a picture of Danny Vito and be like, yeah, they want you to find someone that's homey, but not too homey. Um, and unfortunately, you know, Seth gives off a vibe where he feels like a beach bum in this one, but it's kind of cool to see that it's, it's, it's very smooth and elegant and things that happen in this trailer, it, it makes you, it makes you want to see more. It really does. It, it has a, a fun little vibe. It feels like it should be something that you should go to the theater and watch it really fast and say, I do enjoy this. Just because a lot of movies fall flat, but this one has, it has that cool vibe to it. it that's that's from um, it's hitting me right now. It's hitting me with like a lot of coolness, a lot of um, fun moments. It feels like it'll, it'll take itself serious, but at the same time, it'll have quite a bit of jokes into it as well. And that's what you need for these kind of movies. You don't need to be too serious. You need to have a mixture of both, and it feels like it does. It feels like, you know, Seth Rogen opens up, you know, the thought process of the Charisse Theron's character, where she seems like a very, very serious character. 
until she meets Seth's character and they finally have fun. You know, they see a different side of her. So it looks very, very cool and very, very open with it. So for me, I give this one a thumbs up. That's because it just seems like a cool movie. And I wouldn't mind seeing more of this in the, the, um, the, I wouldn't mind, actually, sorry. I wouldn't mind seeing another trailer for this. And then eventually go see the movie theater. So the next trailer here is um, a trailer that kind of speaks to me, but at the same time, I feel like it's it's a new age um, mix between Expendables and like Zero Dark Thirty of sorts. Yeah, that's how I feel it's gonna be. Uh, it's mixed between those two. There, it's it seems cool, but at the same time, it's like ah, eh, there could be other things to it, and I'm not really sure about it. So, it's called Triple um, Frontier. So, it's starring a, a, a nice set of guys that are definitely, you know, legends in their own making. So, it starts off with Ben Affleck, you know, the not-so-Batman anymore. Um, Oscar Isaac, um, Charlie, Har- Charlie Hunnam, um, Garrett Hedlund, and um, Pedro Pascal. So, it's starring quite a all-star cast of sorts. So, they're basically playing... Um, like mercenary, not really mercenaries. Like more or less, you know. Um, yeah, you say mercenaries. Mercenaries is fine. Yeah, and they basically try to get money because you know, who wants money? Everyone basically. So when it comes down to it, this trailer is not that bad. It's there's moments of it where I'm kind of confused just because the the feel and vibe of it isn't exactly what I think it should be because they get. They get stuck in this in this hard spot, and they get greedy of sorts. Like greedy slash, they want to do good, and then it feels like Oscar Isaac doesn't tell everyone the full story, so he puts them all in danger. So I feel like that part there feels very very clicheish when it comes down to it. And eventually, they will all. I'm I'm thinking eventually all of them would probably die, and. Oscar Isaac might be the last one or potentially Ben Affleck might be the last one when it comes down to it because he talked about trying to, you know, do the right thing of sorts. So I feel like every one of them is probably die off one by one trying to either protect the other one or take as much money as possible. I feel like that's the kind of vibe I get off it when I see this trailer because there's a scene where um, Oscar Isaac is screaming after the money flies off the side of the um, the um, the rock interface, rock interface, mountain, yeah, mountain. That's what you call it, mountain. <laughs> uh, I think that's might happen for me. Trailers and bad. It definitely isn't the worst trailer I've seen. I think they should have probably put a little more effort into it, and even you know change a few things to make it seem different. Just because when I'm watching this trailer alone, I kind of know what's gonna happen. I have a very, very, really good feeling of what's gonna happen. Which is not what you want from the trailer. You want the trailer to be able to draw you in and figure out what's going to happen, not just know potentially what could happen off the bat. But that's when we're going to Netflix. It should be coming out in March, I believe. So we'll see exactly what happens with it. So that one, I give the... I still give the thumbs up just because it looks fun and it feels like something I wouldn't mind watching in movie theaters at all. So the next trailer here is The Secret Life of Pets 2. So, as you know, and uh, as you've been listening to this podcast, hopefully you have been listening to other ones, 
Um, I've been mentioned there's been quite a few of the Secret Life of Pets 2 character trailers. This one, even though it doesn't show the character too much and doesn't like center around that one character as often as they did the other ones, this one, it still made me smile and still made me want to see the movie when it's coming out in theaters. So this one's coming out, I believe, June 9th, I believe it was June 7th, around there, the first week of June. And it looks very, very fun and cool. It really does. The Rooster character is played by Harrison Ford, and he feels very, very stoic. And his character looks very, very stoic. It just, it, it fits perfectly. It really does. The voice fits perfectly with the animal. He really does. I feel that they centered quite a bit about the Duke character. A little bit too much. Uh, and especially in this one here. It, is, it was a lot, a lot of Duke. But the play with him and the cow really made me smile because the banter back and forth really hits you there. This, the, the, the cow was hilarious. Like, it mimicking the dog. It just... It, it made me laugh inside. It really does. I really can't wait to see this whole movie. The The feel vibe of this trailer makes you know that it definitely wants to follow suit from um, The Secret Life of Pets 1 and just dial it up a little bit harder. And the jokes seem like it's going to land. I feel that it's going to be a lot of funny moments. The only thing about this whole um, system of trailers they're putting out, my thought process is even though I do love them, that eventually there'll be too many trailers and it spoils the movie for you. That's my only thought. Um, even though previous episodes of this podcast, I've mentioned that it's a continue going on with all these character trailers um, just because it's hilarious. I think that... I'm going to change it up. I'm really going to think that eventually it'll give away too much information and... There won't be as much for the movie, and you won't actually love it as much just because the trailers, you put them together, and you basically got the movie itself. So hopefully, most of the stuff that they're showing now is, like, deleted scenes. Well, some of the stuff is deleted scenes, because you still need the jokes to pop in. Because I'm still looking for them when the movie comes out. So, yeah, that's my thoughts on it when it comes down to it. It, it definitely is funny. It definitely made me smile. I really, really enjoyed um, Harrison Ford and how his stoicness appeared on screen. Um, the jokes between them all together just looks going to be hilarious. So, for me, this one gets the thumbs all the way up. I kind of wish I had a bigger thumb to make it like a double thumb of sorts and give like a double thumbs up. It was just very, very entertaining. I really, really love watching that trailer. I kind of watched it like three or four times before I actually go into the podcast. It was just it really, really warmed my soul when it came down to it. It just—it looks like it's gonna be very, very good. I, I'm, I'm very, very hyped for it. I can't wait. So the next trailer here is um, a trailer that takes a step down when it comes down to trails for this past week. So it's called The Highwayman, and this one is for Kevin Costner and Harrison, um, Woody Harrison. Sorry, I'm about to say Harrison Ford again, but no, uh, Woody Harrison. So it, it's basically following the two um, lawmakers that is following Bonnie and Clyde. When it comes down to it, it doesn't look bad. I think what took me out of it for the most part is the music they're playing. So the music, it's, it's a weird music. It doesn't really fit the story per se. 
that doesn't really fit the, the trailer when I come when it comes down to it. It's one of those things where if they picked a different song, the trailer might have popped a little bit more for me. And unfortunately, when you do that kind of thing, you somewhat draw you out of the movie. If the music itself definitely lends you to your experience watching a movie and when you have a trailer that doesn't really have great music, then it dispels sloppiness for everything in general. So when it came down to it, the the music really, really didn't do it for me. And it took me out of the trailer full-heartedly. So I was watching and everything on, on the, the trailer seemed fine. It felt very, very generic. Um, just the whole, um, not really like buddy cop scene. It's not really like that at all. It's more like, you know, um, Harrelson's still playing his funny man kind of bit. And then um, Costner's still playing the tough guy act. So it's, it kind of feels like that kind of vibe. It it doesn't really give me much to watch. And I think the music definitely did, like, threw me off completely to where I'm not even want to watch the whole trailer itself. It just, music is definitely important. That's the bottom line when it comes down to it. So... In general, I give this one a thumbs down. It's just one of those things where if they change the music and then probably add in like one or two more scenes where it's actually suspenseful or even action more, action heavy, then maybe. But otherwise, it just, it didn't really speak to me at all. It really made me bored when I watched it. I was like, ah, I kind of wanted to stop it and like watch The Secret Life of Pets 2 again. So that's basically when it came down to it. It's not exactly, you know, showing you much and the music takes you too much out of it that's that's the main thing you should get from this the music is horrible for this trailer i feel like if they did like a a somber not really somber hmm what music would fit for this because it was more or less you know action like but i feel like if they played a somber um western song then maybe it's very, very hard to say because because the action wasn't heavy. Um, them following Bonnie and Clyde, I feel that you could, actually you could potentially put a Western music like a very, very somber one. Because when I came down to it, from what I remember of the trailer, it had quite a bit of action here, a spot to think and talk, more talk than action, then more talk than a little action. I mean, it felt like it. It followed the the, the, the normal tropes of a, a trailer itself, but the music definitely takes you out of it. I wish they had better, better music when it comes down to it. It wasn't good at all. Not one bit. So, um, that's it for Thumbs Up, Thumbs Down. The next section, of course, is coming to theaters. So, basically, every week, there's at least one or two movies that come out of theaters, or even four that comes out of theaters, and I rank them from interested to... I'll pass. So this week, there's two movies that came out of theaters. Um, one is Fighting With My Family. So this one get, got a national release. Um, last week, it was like a, a limited release between like, New York and LA. So I didn't mention it last week. But this week actually comes out all in America. So um, Fighting With My Family, that's the, the biopic of Paige, the wrestler. So I was kind of interested in seeing it just because... There's quite a bit of funny moments. Um, based on the trailer alone, I'll say I give this one an interested. Um, uh, we're quite interested to see it. Just because 
Her story, I kind of know about it, but just seeing the rock in it, seeing how much she put toward this whole thing, it might bring me into wanting to see more of this whole um, show itself. So I want to see more of it. And I wouldn't mind seeing, you know, another one with another wrestler. Probably not her, probably, probably someone else um, that you might know, but not know her their story fully, which should be kind of cool. And then the next movie I have here is um, How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. So I believe it's the third one. I think it's the third one. Yeah, third one. Because the other one's like the other one. Yeah, it's the third one. Third movie out the whole franchise. This one feels sad because I feel like it's going to be like the last movie of the franchise, which is fine. They had different spinoffs of TV shows and I believe cartoon, cartoon TV show. Yeah, TV show with the cartoon. So it is, it is quite a bit of goodness comes out of this whole um, franchise itself. So watch this trailer. I will say I'm quite interested in seeing this movie. I've seen the other ones. It seems cool. It seems fun. The... The Jared Butler character comes back again, which he mentions finding the hidden, um, the hidden world, which he shouldn't have been able to say that just because, um, I believe, yeah, he's, he's against dragons for a good while until, um, he found out that the dragons didn't take his wife away. So I'm not sure how that came in. I'm guessing there's like a, a flashback that, um, that the main character was thinking about, but really didn't happen. But for me, watch this trailer. I'm actually quite hyped to see this movie. It, it looks very, very good. And I can't wait to see how this movie progresses. Cause the, the trailers that give away too much, which I'm happy about that. And it just brought you in and just enough where you're kind of curious what happens, but at the same time you, you, you're leaving wanting more. So it definitely did what it's supposed to do. And I'm happy for that. So, um, that's all I have for this episode. Um, you can find us on all social medias. On Instagram, Facebook, Tumblr, YouTube, iTunes, at Bring On Reviews. You can find us on Twitter, at Bring On Reviews. No, the not one. You can use the hashtag Bring On Reviews for any comments, personal reviews, and suggestions you might have. You can even visit the website, which is bringonreviews.com for any movie reviews and even this podcast as well. If you love watching TV shows, enjoy watching movies, therefore you should definitely put your voice out there and start writing some reviews. If you want to write for reviews for this website, please email me at info at bringonthereviews.com and use the subject line, I want to join the review team. Um, besides that, you can also send in any questions and inquiries you might have to that same email address as well. Do find me on social media on Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter at DwightAntC. That's D-W-I-G-H-T-A-N-T-C. Again, that's D-W-I-G-H-T-A-N-T-C. Or if you want to email me directly, you can email me at dc at bringonorreviews.com. And we'll catch your reviewers next time.